the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live and the Don Crow Show as we uh, as we simulcast today. Uh, two stations, one number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Before we go to the phones, just a little inside baseball. Although those of you living in Washington, D.C. would probably be worth the drive. Our annual women's event for WRFD is coming up Sunday night, October 29th. It's called Smile, a women's evening with Carrie Pomeroli. And it's going to be a great evening of faith and laughter and fellowship with other ladies. Again, it's coming up on Sunday evening, October 29th. Carrie Pomeroli is one of the top Christian comedians working today. Uh, If you can name a talk show, a program, a singer, she has performed with them. And she will be here in Columbus. Tickets are available now at the wordcolumbus.com. Yeah, those of you in Washington, C.C., yeah, buy a ticket and drive down. Carrie Pomeroli, Smile, a women's evening with Carrie Pomeroli. Tickets are available now at the wordcolumbus.com. The wordcolumbus.com. Get your ticket now. All right, to the phones, and first up is Dean in Columbus, Ohio. Dean, you're on Bobberty Live. Welcome, and thanks so much for calling. Hey, how you doing? Let me, um, I got um, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, um, I, I just have a little disagreement. Um, I'm a physician. I was in the West Bank doing uh, refugee work last summer, and I okay. got firsthand experience what it was like for Palestinians, especially Christian Palestinians living in the West Bank. And I know there's a, a certain group of population in Israel as well. There probably were some in Gaza, but I think by now they've probably all been extricated because of how bad things became. But, um, you know, the, the Israelis are a part to blame because especially the Orthodox, they've gone after, especially the settlements in the West Bank and how they've, if it was up to them, they would get rid of all the, you know, the Palestinians by whatever means possible. And in some cases, they've, they've attempted to make their lives that miserable. So I, I think the animosity is, is kind of goes on both both extremes. And it usually is, it's not the moderates. The, the religious extremes both sides tend to propagate. Okay. So are you in any way, shape, or form justifying Hamas attacking Israel Saturday? Oh, no, not at all. No, not at all. But, oh, okay. I mean, no, no, I, I don't have any any what you know. I mean, that's obviously. But I think if you if you look at this, 
what some of the um, Orthodox people have done over the last several years and in encroachments into... No, there's, you know, well, there's no doubt about parents. that. There are Orthodox Jews spitting on Christians last week. Right, right. Okay? That's, that's been going on, yeah. And as the population, because their birth rate is... And, higher, you know, and, and we have a handful of white supremacists here in America where the Ku Klux Klan is still around, not very active, but we right. certainly can't judge America by a small group. And you're right. Well, Some of the Orthodox actually, Jews are really whack jobs. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, but they're about, unfortunately, they're about 13% of the population, soon to be about 30% in the next couple of decades. So it's not a small minority. And so that, that, that their presence has had, had a bit of a, an antagonizing role, I, I would say. Well, and it, and uh, the way I, the Israelis have, have supported them, unfortunately, for political reasons, I, I think when they first accepted them in 1948, they were huge minority, but now their population is zoomed, and it can't be ignored. And what what they've done um, supporting them, you know, inc- like say taking over, basically taking over land owned by other people in the West Bank, and then that that whole um, situation is, is just created. So, and this is not just for Arabs, but I mean uh, for uh, Islamists, but for Christians as well. Okay. So. so Anyway, there's a different perspective when you actually spend time. We did tour, and I was toured with some Palestinians, guides who actually are Israelis, who, who, who are able to cross back and forth, which most Palestinians, if they live in Gaza or they live in the West Bank, they're not allowed to travel into Israel at all without special permission. And it's, 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 like, it's like a, almost like an apartheid-type situation for some of them. But, but do you so understand? The, the Israelis but, but... have actually... For protecting themselves, they cre- they've created a, a situation that's become untenable, I think. What would you suggest, then, for the Israelis to do in allowing trans- uh, allowing access back and forth, understanding how many terrorists there are among the Palestinian territories? What would you, what would you suggest they do? That's, 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 that's the question. I, I posed that to my Palestinian friends I was working with and people I met. Um, I, I think the only one would be a one-state solution if they, if they could if get enough young people to kind of buy into it. I think the older people are, are pretty, but but they become ra- radicalized because they don't have opportunity, especially in Gaza. It's like an it's an enclave, almost like a prison. People can't leave or go, and economic opportunities. It's very easy to become radicalized if there's no opportunity. So I, I don't have a solution. Unfortunately, okay. But okay, yeah, and thank you. That's all I have to say. All right, Dean, thank you. Thank you for your call and your different perspective, and I mean that. Thank you. Uh, It is a difficult situation, and I'm not disagreeing with anything my caller said. And it is easy for them to become radicalized because Israel has had no choice. And and again, let let me make something absolutely clear. I never have said, never will say, that Israel has handled everything perfectly. They have not. Have there been times that they have overreacted? Yeah, they have. Why? For their own self-defense. They are surrounded by people who want them dead. And not just dead, they want the nation annihilated. They want Israel to cease to exist. There's a large percentage of the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip who want all Jews to be dead. Would you allow free access across the border? Of course you wouldn't. 
does that does that cause difficulty for the good people, the sane people? Yeah, it does. And like my caller said, and again, I really appreciate his perspective. He's been there, and I'm glad he called. I am thankful for that. But when I asked, what would you do? He didn't have an answer. And neither do I, by the way. <laughs> neither do I. It is not an easy situation. But I again come back to Israel has not handled everything perfectly. In fact, at times they have not handled it correctly. But there is still no moral equivalence. And no justification for the attack on Israel's innocent civilians by Hamas. No justification whatsoever. Um, the two-state situation is untenable. Not because of Israel, but because of the Palestinians. And by the way, what my caller said about some of the radical Jews is absolutely true. And I think just in the last couple of months, we have begun to see Israel cracking down on some of the radicalism. Because if you've seen in the news, you've had Orthodox Jews spitting on Christians in Jerusalem. Um, I do not believe the government of Israel is going to tolerate that. And maybe it took that kind of outward radicalism to get into the news for Israel to begin dealing with the radicals within their own population. So, all right, I need to take a break. When we come back, I've got Matt in New Albany, Ohio, and Mark in Columbus, Ohio. But I do have one phone line available if you'd like to grab it. Those of you listening in the Washington, D.C. area on 105.1 FM, maybe you want to chime in as well. 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. We'll return. Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. All right, we're going to go immediately to the phones because they are jammed right now. And uh, first up is Matt, and he is in New Albany, Ohio. Matt, you're on Bob Bernie Live. Welcome. Thanks for calling. Uh, thanks for being able to call in, Bob. Hey, I'll uh, try to pose this question. Like I hope it makes sense. Is the the word the state of Palestine or Philistines? I've heard some commentary that that is a relatively new name. That strictly speaking, or maybe even biblically speaking, there has never been a 
state of Palestine. I hope that makes sense, but uh, maybe you can shed some light on my question. Well, there's a lot of controversy about the origin of the Palestinian people, the Palestine state. Uh, The word Palestinian basically comes from the root for Philistine. Uh, We read about in Scripture about the Philistines and so forth. And there's a lot of debate about who was there, who wasn't there, and so forth. Here's the bottom line, Matt. God gave Abraham that land. It is very true that when God gave that land, all of Canaan, uh, from the Jordan over the Mediterranean, basically up to Lebanon on the north and Egypt on the south, there is no doubt that when God gave that land to Abraham, there were other people there. They were the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and so on and so on and so forth. But God, in his wisdom and in his sovereign will, said, I'm giving you that land. Go drive out the inhabitants because it's yours. And so, again, a lot of controversy about the origins and so on and so forth. But if if we believe the Bible and believe that God is sovereign and supreme and can do whatever he wants to do, then there is no controversy about who that land belongs to and all of it. And I think that's the bottom line. Okay. All right? That makes sense. Thank you so much. All right, Matt, thanks. Good to talk to you. Uh, Mark in Columbus, Ohio. Mark, you're up next. Welcome. Hey, Bob. Thanks. Um, I wanted to address the statement that the Israel Israel has created an untenable situation, and it just struck me as ironic that uh, he would say that because the only really the untenable situation has been created by Israel's neighbors. I mean, here you have e- Egypt killing uh, Egyptian police, killing uh, Israeli tourists. Uh, just to add to everything else that's been done over over the years. My gosh, it's not untenable because Israel locks their door and, you know, monitors who gets in. It's untenable because they've been uh, nearly wiped out. I mean, if they would be wiped out, as you have said. Well, and again, and I, I, I go back to that hypothetical situation. If you took away all the weapons— from the Palestinians, not much would happen. If you took all the weapons away from Israel, they would be slaughtered. Uh, And the land land belongs to Israel. And yeah, it is an untenable situation in many ways because Israel has to protect themselves. And they know that there is a whole lot of people on the West Bank and in Gaza that want to destroy them. And so— yeah, they do have borders, they do have gates, and they do control it, and they control who can go in and who can go out. Of course they do. Uh, but it's also true that Israel has provided most of their water, most of their food, most of their energy. Uh, is it as much as the Palestinians have always wanted? No. But I think overall the Israelis have been pretty gracious to people who want to kill them. Right. Hey, I have a question. Uh, do, do the Jordan, does Jordan let the Palestinians freely cross into their no. Um, country? No. No. Oh. 
And Egypt, Egypt, Egypt has closed the border to the Palestinians. You know, there, there is a go. border, the southern border between Gaza and Egypt, and Egypt has basically closed that border. And it's yeah. none none of the other Arab nations are saying, "Hey, you all come over here and live here." Right. Yeah. Right. Now, does that I mean every Palestinian is evil and wicked? Of course not. There are good people over there, and there are Christians, and there's suffering. There's no doubt about that. All right, Mark, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Let's go to Virginia and uh, Malik. Did I get that even close to being right? You're you're 100% right. uh, Well, wonderful. I surprised myself. All right, Malik, welcome. Uh, Thank you for calling. Thank you, Bob. So, uh, Bob, just to uh, this is my opinion. I grew up in the Middle East, um, Christian, Egyptian. So basically, if you look at it, if you Hamas hijacked the Palestinian rights uh, by their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about uh, I I studied Quran, and I was forced to memorize Quran when I was a student in Egypt, even though I'm Christian. But if you think about the teaching, I'm not saying all the teaching of Quran is bad, but there, there since... You know, childhood, uh, they're, they're being taught to hate Jews, mm-hmm. hate Christians. So all this hatred has been growing in, in their system for many, many years. Um, if you think, uh, for example, on 9-11, uh, people were celebrating in Paris and New Jersey, even though they live in the, in the United States. But this is how their, how their Quran teaching is to hate, to hate everyone, uh, you know, who... Not not Muslim, if that makes sense, including Jews. So unfortunately, I'm not saying all the Muslims are bad. I think all the all the political, you know, Islam. That's what caused all this chaos in the Middle East. Um, so solution, I, I think solution can be done with maybe find some territory outside of of this area for the Palestinians. Maybe in some places in Jordan, in exchange of money. Maybe in some places in Egypt, in exchange of money. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe a deal needs to be between the Jordanian and Israelis, or the Egyptians and Israelis, to find more land. You know, so hmm. people settle and live in peace. Interesting thought, Malik. And the music tells me I've got to go. The computer's going to cut both of us off at the top of the hour. Thank you for right. your call you. and your your perspective. It's a perspective I don't have. So thank you. God bless you. All right, we're going to take a break. If you want to continue this discussion, 877-BOB-LIVE. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.